trust of luscious muscles baked in the gravitational pull of the moon with a new batch coming soon fresh baked and tastefully welcoming you to the clam bake welcome to the clam Give it up for B Squid. Give it up for B Squid. Killing it in that red dress. Excuse me. Okay. Um, on the count of three, we're going to say welcome to the clam bake uh, loud and proud and don't worry Altogether. about your neighbor. All right. One, One two, two, three. Welcome, welcome to the clam bake. It's the opposite of a sausage fest. And that's a genitalia joke. It is. It is. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm Lindsay um, Stidham. And I'm Angela Gondler. Yeah. And we want to be better feminists. Damn it, Damn we really it. do. We're trying hard. We, yeah, we are. Yeah, and so each week we interview a new guest about their experiences, challenges, triumphs, and follies with feminism. Because Lindsay, being a human is tough. Angela, being a feminist is complicated. But our best resource is each other. So let's get talking, clams. That's why we're here. Welcome to the Clam Bake Live. Thank you all so much yeah, for, being for being here. here. We're it's, so glad to see you. Yeah, this is kind of an experiment for the LA Film Festival, this yeah. podcast section. So we're like super thrilled to be involved. Totally. And um, just in case you didn't know, festival director Jennifer Cochis really makes it her mission to kind of change the conversation about representation in film. And I just wanted to say some statistics. This year, 42% of the directors at this festival are women and 39... Yeah. Woo! Yes, thank you, LA Film Festival, and 39% of the directors are people of color. Just so cool. And we've had a really great time trying to see as many of these films as possible. If you have a chance, this festival goes until the end of the week. Do the same. Go support all these directors. Um, it's a great time. And hey, you latecomers. Hey, guys. Welcome. Welcome to the Clambic. Welcome to the Clambic, fellas. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> How many of you have heard the podcast before? This is not a trick question. We won't be mad. Oh, yay. There's a fair amount. Cool. All right. Um, Very cool. Well, just in case you haven't, we're just going to tell you a little bit about us before yeah. we dive in. Um, I'm Angela Gallner. I'm an actor, writer, teacher, eating disorder recovery advocate. Woo! Um, yeah. Eating disorders! <laughs> They're so fun. Um, <laughs> and um, I came into my feminism sort of as I was coming out of my very extreme Catholicism, just full of rage and just blasting Martha Wainwright's bloody motherfucking asshole on repeat for about yeah. a year and a half. If you haven't heard it, check it out. It's a good one to cry to. Um, and since then, I've really, you know, tried to weave feminism into every part of my life, my art, my relationships, my work. And then um, the election happened, and I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, as a white woman, we got some problems here. Um, and uh, I... I have decided that it's uh, really my turn to be more of a listener than a talker and um, to to get curious about other perspectives because uh, there is a, a problematic history here and we got to write it. And the Clambeck has been a great way to learn from our peers and our superiors and uh, yeah. people who are doing feminism out in the streets and just the best way possible. Totally. And I'm Lindsay Stidham, and I met Angela while I was working for an astrologer to the stars. 
Fun fact. It's true. It's very true. Very true. Our meeting was faded in the stars. Yeah. And um, I in, in our natal charts. In our natal charts. Yeah. Two hundred fifty dollars an hour to get it read. Yeah, I mean, fun facts about Los Angeles, you guys. Um, and so I feel like I came to my feminism like a little late in life, um, but I got really freaking mad about the election, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to even start this podcast, because I did want to listen more and take more things in. Also, as a single, childless woman, um, society single, still really wants single. to dictate things about you, but also as a single, beautiful, single, childless single, woman, single, single. beautiful, um, <laughs> I just have doubled down on my feminism, you guys, and I'm not ashamed of that. No. So anyway. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being here. We're all going to get drinks after. If you want to come, I'll be there. Um, anyway, Angela, how was your clam? Oh, my clam is good. Um, my clam is nervous. This is our first live our first show. first live show ever. Um, so I, and I'm just heartened to see familiar faces, sort of. I, I can kind of see, but kind of can't. Um, hi. <laughs> hi, friends. You're all the best. Um, yeah, I'm feeling uh, good and excited, and it's been a shit week in a lot of ways. Um, and I know Lindsay wants to talk about that. So I'll let her, because she's a little more eloquent in, on matters of rage. So, my, yeah, my clam is enraged. Um, just going to put it out there. Uh, there's a vote this week for uh, Brett Kavanaugh. We're still voting for him, I guess. Uh, cool. So anyway, my clam's with Dr. Ford tonight. God bless her. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, a little bit more about the podcast. Yeah, a little bit more, just to get everyone up to speed. We started this podcast um, inauguration week. Uh, we actually recorded the oh, God, this makes me really sad to think about. We recorded our first episode on Obama's last night in office. We did. We cried. Yeah, it was, was theme for rough. It was really rough. Um, and since then, the last, God, has it only been not even two years? How is that possible that it's only... <laughs> We've had some really cool experiences come out of this podcast, though. We have. We've, you yeah, know, we've walked with sluts. That was a good time. We've talked with cam girls. We've made friends and enemies. We've shouted abortions. We've also cried. We've cried a lot. Yeah. We've uh, tested a lot of products geared towards women. Angela peed herself. I peed my pants. Yep. <laughs> In my defense, uh, if any of you have ever tried a go girl, it's basically like a fancy funnel, and you like. Attach it, you know, here so that Makes uh, feel a, like a, a vagina owner can pee in the woods. And I just didn't have it correct. And then I was, I, but I was wearing a onesie. So I couldn't just be pantsless. So Lindsay had to deal with me recording the rest of our podcast. In, in other words, if you want to give us free products of any kind, we'll try we're it out. Open. You've, you've plumped your lips, haven't you? I've, I've plumped my lips. It was very painful. We've tried out Kegel machines. We have. We've done it all, guys. Really so give weird. Give us your products. We'll try really them. Really bizarre. Uh, yeah. And it's been but a great... It's been, it's been a great go. Yeah. And we're excited really to be here today. Yeah. Um, and today, uh, since the midterms are right around the corner, um, we are focusing on the badass ladies who are getting Making shit done in our backyards who are working so hard to change this horrific landscape. <laughs> yeah, we're focusing on ladies who are resisting and kicking yes. ass doing it. And in case you didn't know, today is National Voter Registration Day. What? 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 And we just so happen 
happen to have somebody here, Jessica Dreyer, if you come on up. Come on she up, She can Jessica. register you to vote right now. If you're not Does registered. Does anyone here need to register to if vote? If you need to register, there's, I'm just going to call him out. Garrett Patrick Kirby. Come on come down. down. He's so pissed. He's so mad. Anybody, Anyone? If, you, if you have already registered to vote and you need information for a friend who is not registered to vote, or if you want to tell us your story about the first time you voted, we have many clam bake hats right here. Come on down. Don't be shy. We don't bite. Our clams are open for you. Come wow. on down. That's very bold. I don't know. I don't know. Come I don't know if <laughs> In the meantime, we'll let Allie rap and think about it. Be if you squid, want to come down, killing it with the beats. Be? And if you feel so inclined to register, come on up. Check, check. Register to vote. You can do it. Every single person here registered. When the radio silence dear. We're here, I hear the vibe in here. I felt the silence dear. I fear the clear, I hear, I hear why the radio silence dear. We're here, I hear the vibe in here. I felt the silence dear. I fear the clear, I hear, I hear why the radio silence dear. We're here, I hear the vibe in here. I fail the silence dear. I fear the clear, I hear, I hear why the radio silence dear. We're here, I hear the vibe in here. I fail the silence dear. Sweet lover, chatting up another Sun is setting on the hope, dark and cloudy cover Attentive to the beaming, flame got me steaming Hole is growing in the heart, fast as light speeding Drive away, leave me wondering, reeling Mixed up feelings, sad, unyielding Each touch bleeding, he don't need me Volume blasting, now retreating Even though I wanna trust, babe, you know I must Locate tell us on the lust, call it love before it crusts Yeah, I know the words are true Cause so bad I want them to be the culture in my brew Nah, I am stuck for all my days Hopelessly I'm in a daze, my loving never pays To pretend I know the way to a final resting place 115 I bump the pace Toward us in a total race Why the radio silence here? We're here I hear the vibe in here I fail the silence dear I fear the clear I hear I hear Why the radio silence dear? We're here I hear the vibe in here I fail the silence dear I fear the clear I hear so no I don't wanna work so hard If our love's not at the cards I'm confined without a yard to run Around and 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 around My head is spinning wild I can't hear another sound can't focus, can't see inside the day I can only feel one way, cause you told me yesterday It's love, uh, uh Why the radio silence, dear? We're here, I hear the vibe in here I fail the silence, dear I fear the clear, I hear, I hear and you felt it in your bones, I could not leave you alone I'm the rougher on the stone, oh man It's impossible to prove there's an elephant in the room When I'm too afraid I'm doomed by you Winding road around my heart, got a car but it's in park And I'm walking in the park, it's you I need to say it true, you're the light with hints of blue Yeah, the daylight peeking through at night and when the lightning strikes, I will pick up 50 mics And they'll never make me swoon like you Darling, please tell me the truth, I'm the girl you're listening to I got so much work to do, but can't Giving all my thoughts to you and the way you fit the groove I'm a wave if you're the moon type Why the radio silence, dear? We're here, I hear the vibe in here I fail the silence, dear 
I fear the clear, I hear, I hear what the radio silence here. We're here, I hear the vibe in here, I fail the silence here. I fear the clear, I hear, I hear. Oh, 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 participate <laughs> i just uh want to say one thing about voting before we get started uh oh Lindsay's gonna mom you all maybe they're um, all registered you guys i mean that's what i thought big ups to you <laughs> Woo! you're all amazing so please push that friend that's unregistered to register there's something only like you guys can fact check me on this because i do not have a cell phone tonight but there's something only like 20 highly functioning democracies in the world we're like still barely on the list so please for the love of God, vote, <laughs> please. I get goosebumps every time I go in and vote. I really do. It is such a special privilege, and we're lucky to live in America. And I probably will cry during this podcast if I, I talk about say, voting I was going to say, did we mention again. that sometimes, sometimes we cry? Sometimes we cry. Whatever. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> so anyway, tell your friends who aren't registered, this is the time. We're already in a crisis. Do it. Do it. Um, somebody earlier tonight mentioned, maybe we'll call him out on it, because he said he was willing to tell this story, that his um, his roommate is not registered to vote because he said it's going to take him a crisis to vote. Guys, we're in the crisis. We're here. It's here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, I just had to say that. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. That's beautiful. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, awesome. I think we should bring up our first guest. I think we should bring up our first guest. and. I'll let you not sit. I feel like we've put you in this like, <laughs> this like tower of shame. But we will be registering people right over here if anyone. If anybody wants to at any so time, inclined. please visit Jessica. Oh, if you've changed your addresses, you need to re-register. That's true, and you can double check to make sure your registration is correct. Today is National Voter Registration Day. You can double check almost anywhere on the internet. All right. <laughs> All right. You've All been right. told. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's get our first guest up here. Yes. Um, we have an incredible stand-up comedian, television writer. She was a member of Moms Demand Action. And then she did an incredible thing. Laura Menino, come on out here. Woo! Come on out. Yay! Well, yeah, well, yeah, come over, sit over on this side. Founder of Drain the NRA. Yes. Hi, Lena. Yeah, okay. yeah 
get you in there. Speak. Thank you so much. What for you drinking? Me. I'm drinking rosé. Yes. I have three drips, of, drops of rosé on an empty stomach and an angry brain. So yeah. this will be fun. Awesome. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thanks for being here. Oh my God. Thank you for having me. Yes. Uh, I want to punch that roommate's uh, dick, really, because <laughs> I think that's when it'll be a crisis for him. Oh. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. a great solution. If yes. someone won't register to vote, yeah. punch him in the dick. Yeah. Well, he's probably a low info guy anyway. Uh -huh. So just say if Brett Kavanaugh makes it to the Supreme Court, he is going to punch everyone in the dick. Like that's yeah. what's going to happen. Uh, dicks will be outlawed. Yeah. You're overturning dick versus more dick. Uh, yeah. If yeah, just lie. Great. Yeah. yeah. I love that strategy. We, don't apologize. No, yeah. no apologies. No apologies on the clam yeah. bake. Yeah. Uh, Laura, we start. Oh, I just want to go for it. We start every we with every guest. Yes. We ask, "Are you a feminist? Why or why not?" Uh, yes, and uh, it's interesting. I have such a weird relationship with that question because I always assumed that everyone would say, like, to be proud to be a feminist is like being proud of being a desegregationist. Like, of course, you know, like we should all use the same water fountains and we should all believe that we have equal rights. But I realize it's a far more complicated question and how so many people think they're feminists, but are not. Like that asshole who's waiting for a crisis to vote. It's probably calls himself a feminist, but cannot empathize that we are in a crisis and so many people are gonna lose their rights. Um, and when I grew up in the 90s, I grew up in a school where um, uh, all the girls were in like AP calculus and like kicking ass at sports. And you know, my mom always said, well, things were different back then. The fact that you can take math and not you know, be in sewing class, things have changed. Age, sexism solved. So I kind of grew up with that mentality of right. sexism solved. We're all in AP calculus. And then you go through life. And I mean, your mom has a point. Yeah. I mean, things Maybe are. Maybe we don't need to be here. Better. But. Um, uh, still, what then when you realize all you're doing with your AP calculus is continuing to still get temp jobs and still be someone's assistant while the fucking asshole is in a corner office. I mean, you can run for president and be the smartest woman in the country. Trump didn't take AP calculus. <laughs> no way. So, uh, yeah, so I've really, it's a, that's a really, I have such a great relationship, weird relationship with that question. But yes. yes. Amen. And you have to earn it. And you have to earn the right to call yourself a feminist. Like, I don't think you just get to say you're Can a Can you feminist. say a little more about that? Yeah. I think just saying, oh, I believe that women should have equal rights and autonomy over their bodies and that should not be treated as sex objects. And we shouldn't navigate the world only seeing women through the lens of the male gaze. Um, you can say those things, but you have to practice what you preach. And I think if anything has happened with this Me Too mo movement, um, sure, a lot of men here in this room probably haven't pinned a woman to uh, the bed, but how many of us watched our guy from Friends say super shitty things about women. How many how many times have women say said super shitty things about women? Yeah. And um, I think we all. I think we all, uh, I think we're all, uh, you know, subjects of the patriarchy a little bit, and we mm -hmm. have to work really hard to unbrainwash ourselves. So. Yeah, when female GOP senators are saying boys will be boys, yeah. we still have work to do. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, you founded this amazing organization talking about doing work during the NRA. Can you please tell us about tell us all about it? it? Okay, sip of wine. Um, so yeah, I um, I entered the um, gun reform movement uh, when uh, when the Pulse shooting happened. You know, when Sandy Hook happened, we were all like, "That this is insane! Surely Congress will do something." And then nothing happened. And then these shootings kept happening and happening and happening. Um, I had a baby, Pulse happened, and I remember this moment of people talking about how these moms were dancing with their adult children in this club when the shooting went down. And I'm like, well, I hope to be the mom one day where I dance with my kid <laughs> in a club. And just something clicked. And um, I don't think you have to have a child for the empathy in your brain to go up to 11. I think you know, there's a lot of different experiences in your life to go through that. But for me, having a child, the empathy volume went up to 11 in my brain. And, you know, every child is your child. And um, and after Pulse, a chapter of Moms Demand Action uh, started here in Los Angeles. And that's when I became really fluent in gun leg legislation and the gun reform movement. I um, I uh, campaigned for Hillary as somebody who I believe was a really strong gun reform candidate. And then the election happened and more shootings happened. And um, I, what I have found in the gun reform movement is that uh, after the, the resistance sprouted up and everyone took to the streets, no matter what the cause is, we're out on the streets, no more brunch, brunch is canceled, we're protesting <laughs> about ABC. And I'm like, where's the gun control movement? Why aren't we taking to the streets? Why are we only waiting for a shooting to happen and we sit quietly and hold a fucking candle and that is good for those who have gone through a tragedy but we can't just only take up space publicly by quietly holding a candle and uh, then the shooting in Vegas happened and my brain exploded um, and I wondered is there another way we can go at this and I learned that the most effective campaigns I took stock of what was the most effective campaigns uh, this past year and I loved what Sleeping Giants is doing and Grab Your Wallet and if you're not familiar Grab Your Wallet um, uh, has basically boycotted any stores that hold any Trump or Ivanka brands. There's a spreadsheet online, and it's just like, and they just put pressure on these stores. Uh, Sleeping Giants uh, puts pressure on um, on companies that happen to have ad buys on the Breitbart site, and many of these companies don't even know that they're that they're that Breitbart is part of their media buy, and they just gently bring it to their attention, and they have cut Breitbart's advertising by I don't know by a lot. And then how I O'Reilly got off the air immediately because we went after advertisers. And I realized we only have two, we have two opportunities to vote in this country in a capitalist democracy um, uh, with your wallet and at the ballot box. And when you're not at the ballot, you vote every day with your wallet. So how can I bring that strategy to the gun reform movement? And I started looking around the NRA website and I started seeing all these major, major corporations, um, all of the rental uh, car rental companies, uh, moving companies, uh, checks, personalized checks, a holiday card, a wine club, all offering perks to the NRA. And now we're told that the NRA is, you know, they maybe they have six million members, maybe they don't, maybe they're a fringe group, we don't really know. We know that they're very active and they love making phone calls, uh, and we know the NRA has a lot of money, but we're sort of, like, we think that they're kind of just a fringy cult. Well, these corporations certainly don't think so, or they would not have a relationship with them. Um, you know, and I realized that these corporations are treating the NRA the same way they treat AARP or the AAA or the Elks Lodge. It's like, oh, it's just another demographic. And it's like, 
no, the NRA is a terrorist organization that funds white domestic terror. They, their divisive lobbying agenda has caused countless deaths, and you're giving members a 20% discount? Are you fucking kidding me? That's insane. And so uh, we started to build a database, and we just screenshot all of these like member benefits, all these corporations. We built a spreadsheet. We slowly started to build our website, and we decided um, that our first event we're going to protest in front of TrueCar um, on the fifth anniversary of Sandy Hook, uh, December 14th of last year. Before you get in um, yes. to your TrueCar protest. Yes, 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 um, I know. You has always interrupted that, me. Always has always interrupted. any of that been scary? Like going after any of these companies? Has it felt scary at all? No. <laughs> cool. All right. No, because they need customers. They need customers, and uh, I think we have a lot of power as customers. And I think right. we, I, and, I sh and we saw evidence of that with Sleeping Giants and Grab Your Wallet. Um, I mean, maybe the world is like Michael Clayton the movie. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little naive, but um, <laughs> no, I really was. I thought that they should be scared of us, and I think they ultimately were. Not just me personally, but the whole movement. Um, so yeah, so we went after True Car, which is a car buying service that's based here in Los Angeles. They're headquarters in Santa Monica. They are publicly traded. They are nationally advertised. Um, and we thought maybe they wouldn't like the negative attention. So we protested, 20 of us protested in front of their headquarters in Santa Monica. We wrote uh, a little letter to the CEO that I'm sure he swiftly threw out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, do you want me to continue about when, how it sort of exploded? Um, yes, and I can yeah. jump, I'll yes. Jump so we uh, were like, all right, we'll continue to do our website. And then Parkland happened. And that, I was watching Parkland, and I just wrote an email to our five active members. And I said, fuck it, let's protest. And um, in five days, we whipped a rally of about 500 plus people at Persing Square in downtown LA on President's Day. And we held a rally along with Moms Demand Action and Representative Judy Chu was there as well as survivors. And we had uh, Parkland alumni there. And it was just so amazing just to have everybody just vent their rage. Like this is okay to be angry. And uh, then from there, um, we just got sucked into the boycott NRA movement because we were ready to go. And us along with Think Progress and a few other um, Twitter handles, we just all started going after these companies on Twitter and just highlighted uh, their relationship with the NRA and they started dropping like flies. Within a week, dozens of companies left the NRA. True Car finally left two weeks after a so bunch cool. of corporations already left. And we felt like True Car was ours. And that just took two weeks. It's amazing what we can do when we all just decide to do the right thing together. <laughs> How much change we can make. Mm -hmm. And... Um, yeah, and so that's what we're, so our whole motto is that we boycott NRA corporate partners, we divest from the gun industry, and we vote out uh, the NRA's political puppets that they pay off. It's so that's awesome. Yeah. Fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, I you. feel like we just need a round of yeah. applause. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you find any misconceptions out there for gun ownership in the Second Amendment? Yes. Um, the Second Amendment, the NRA Second Amendment thing, it's sort of like ICE. You know how everybody's like, ICE is an institution. Like, people think ICE helped 
Washington crossed the fucking Delaware. And it's like, we've had underwear longer than ice. Ice started after, uh, after 9-11. Same thing with the NRA's relationship with the Second Amendment. You know, uh, it, they didn't really start uh, using the Second Amendment until about the 90s. And what the NRA has done is, uh, you know, what frustrates me about the gun reform movement and, uh, and gun, gun sense community is that they always frame their arguments with like, okay, I'm totally a believer of Second Amendment, but, uh, and it's like, no, you're already letting them win. You're already playing on their field. Because what the NRA is doing is that they're taking the Constitution and using it as a marketing scheme to move product. So let's instead shift the conversation and say, I am a patriot. I believe in the Constitution. Therefore, stop using our Constitution as a marketing scheme to sell more garbage. Um, so a lot of people have said that well, the guns will be solved if we just abolish the Second Amendment, and I am happy to have that conversation. I think it's fun. Uh, <laughs> I, I welcome any bold <laughs> solutions. Um, but if it wasn't for the Second Amendment, the NRA is going to think of something else. You know, they're only going to think of something else. And you know, good luck abolishing the Second Amendment with a bunch of states who can't even get Jim Crow statues out of their. Parks. Right. Um, so yeah, but it's really it's it's sad. They've weaponized the Second Amendment. Our Supreme Court held up this decision that now looks at semi-automatic rifles as the same as handguns. That's a huge problem. Brett Kavanaugh, who might be our justice as of you know this time next week, uh, held up, dissented in the lower court decision, and um, and so the NRA is thrilled about that. And if he, he if and when he becomes a justice. We're just going to see them using the Second Amendment even more to literally get away with murder. So how do we, how do we, <laughs> what do we do? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How, how do we change, how do we change the conversation mm -hmm. um, on, at least on our side of the playing field? Yes. How do we, how do we start here right. before approaching the other side? Yes. Um, here is generally what I think. I think what I am really, what I feel positive about now is that I do see congressional candidates running on gun reform in whatever way they feel they can get away with in their district. Um, for the most part, I remember getting a survey from the DNC, like those big envelope surveys, and it's a million multiple choice questions, and it was like a bunch of multiple choice, like, on a scale of one to five, how badly does Trump hurt your feelings? And nothing about guns, nothing about guns. I just wrote guns on it and mailed it back. And I've always found... <laughs> Because I've always found that guns is treated as the satellite issue. And I think that gun reform and pro-gun reform legislation has to be as much of a litmus test for Democrats and the Democratic base as choice and health care and immigration and taxes. Because the easy thing and the hard thing about guns is that guns is like a rat king of issues. Guns and the proliferation of guns is, represents um, white supremacy, uh, misogyny, uh, health care, child safety. It is uh, um, corporate overreach in our politics, uh, corporate greed. It is all of those things. So nobody knows how to untangle them. Um, so I think we just have to keep pushing. If you are out there canvassing or volunteering for Democratic candidates, if you're going going to town halls or debates, ask them what their gun reform position is. Make them articulate what legislation they support. On the Drain, Drain the NRA website, we have a list of federal legislation that's currently stalled in Congress. So if we put 
pressure on the people that we're going to elect that we expect them to do something about gun reform and that we're gonna crawl up their tushies once they're elected, just like with everything else, then they're gonna finally respond. Um, I hate when people say that this is a nonpartisan issue. I can't unsee that the NRA mostly donates to Republicans and that it's mostly Republicans that support a proliferation of guns. Like I can't unsee that and I can't unknow that. Um, but but if there's anything nonpartisan about guns is that both parties have absolutely failed us. So I don't know what to say to Republicans. Like if they can solve this problem very easily if gun owners who happen to vote Republicans say, the NRA doesn't represent us, we believe in common sense gun reform, we believe in universal background checks, we believe in mandatory waiting periods, and we are gonna quit our memberships in the NRA until you decide otherwise. If gun owners and Republicans can just decide that, I can stop doing this, and that would be great. <laughs> I would love that. But until then, all we have to do is just keep pushing the base and our candidates that this is an issue that we care about and do not wait for a mass shooting to take action because every single day 300 people 300 people in america today were shot 93 of them died 50 of them were by suicide seven were kids not to be a bummer i'll take a joke in a little bit but every single day that this is this is an issue this is a crisis and it's barbaric we live in a barbaric society right now that allows this to happen speaking of barbaric tactics You've, you've, got, you've gone there with some of your protests with some barbaric oh, tactics, yes. which I love. You had a bloody FedEx truck in one of your protests. Please mm -hmm. tell us why. Okay, so over 30 corporations have left the NRA. They're like, oh my God, we're getting a lot of tweets. Okay, we're outie. Uh, but FedEx, FedEx, which is a massive corporation, has continued to give a... Um, discount to NRA Business Alliance members. The NRA has some like separate alliance. If you are a small business, you get to be part of their directory and I don't know. Um, so they give a discount to those members. And uh, Think Progress has also found out that FedEx has a special discount to gun manufacturers and retailers. Um, FedEx, along with United Postal, uh, UPS, DHL, all common carriers, you can ship uh, guns and ammunition, but you have to do it overnight. That is the policy of all common carriers, uh, which to overnight shipping tends to be more expensive. Well, FedEx has a secret little deal with gun retailers and gun manufacturers and the NRA that you could have um, a two-day, less expensive two-day shipping option just for them. And they've unearthed these documents within the FedEx Corporation. So FedEx is not is relentless. They have not given up their relationship with the NRA. So we decided to mark National Gun Violence Awareness Day on June 1st. We um, protested. We had a mobile protest around Hollywood. We uh, got our friend's brand new white van that she just bought. And we ordered magnets to look like the FedEx logo. But we covered it in blood. And we said, boycott vet FedEx, boycott the NRA. And then in the back of the van, and we had that statistic, over 300 have been shot, uh, over 90 will die, seven will be children, FedEx, will you give a discount to those families? And we, um, we drove that around Hollywood and we protested in front of two locations at FedEx uh, and we dressed up as um, 
common carriers also have these weird, there's all these weird things that you're not allowed to ship. Like you're not allowed to ship money or lotto tickets or ladybugs, which I guess what? is a nice humane thing. Like specifically ladybugs, uh, livestock, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. Like there's humane reasons, stamps. There's all these weird rules that all common carriers have. So what we did is we dressed up as lotto tickets and stamps and cigarettes and ladybugs and held signs like FedEx won't ship us, but we'll ship an AR-15 at a discount. And we uh, boycotted in front of uh, two FedEx locations in Hollywood, looking like that. We had a lot of DHL vans <laughs> drive by and honk. <laughs> like, they were with us, which is pretty, pretty cool. Um, but if I could just speak, say a little thing about FedEx. You know, FedEx hasn't budged, and a lot of us have all vowed, okay, I just won't use FedEx. And it's not that easy, because I found myself inadvertently becoming a FedEx customer, because I uh, had to ship something back to Gazelle, and I was sitting, and they gave me a FedEx shipping label, and I had to stand at a FedEx to ship my laptop. Same thing where I had to ship a Ring security camera. So I think the next thing that we can do is, um, FedEx doesn't care if individuals doesn't, uh, doesn't use their service, but I think that they'll care a lot if companies drop them. So um, if you know of any companies, if your company or your municipal government uh, uses FedEx, uh, please tweet us at Drain the NRA, because after the election, that's what we're going to really start doing, start putting pressure on other companies to drop FedEx. And I think that's where we, we might begin to put a little bit of a dent. Awesome. Man, yeah. <laughs> so what else besides <laughs> trying not to use FedEx yeah. can we do easily in our everyday lives to make a difference? Oh, like, yes. And if I, I mean, uh, jump mm -hmm. in addition to that, like, are there any, um, I'm really uncomfortable talking about this subject with yes. people who disagree with me. It makes me really uncomfortable. It makes me feel really emotional. I feel like I don't have, um, I, I don't have facts in my head right. to like spew out. So right. any tips you have to help us communicate right. with, I mean, I have very close family members who yeah. would be so livid if they were in this room right now. Right. <laughs> well, because what the NRA does, I mean, what the NRA does and what the gun industry does is that they sell guns, but really they sell a lifestyle. And they sell like you're part of something. And I think something very cool goes off in your brain when you go pew, 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 and it's super fucking fun. And that's what they do. They sell fun, and it feels empowering, and you get accessories, and you get to hang out with your boys, and, and you get sucked into a culture. And it's a marketing scheme. It's all marketing. So when you detach what the NRA means to some gun owners or who feel very loyal to the, like, but to be against the NRA means you're against my hobby or my thing or my, you know, idea of self-defense. If you just sort of explain um, really simple laws that most people agree with on both sides of the aisle, universal background checks, which mm -hmm. means that there should be a background check if you buy a gun at a gun show or if you, you know, have you, if we were to, if you were to buy a car off of me, like we, there would be a transfer of deed and proof of insurance. If I was to sell you a gun, there should be still a basic background check. Right. Um, so, so, to, so uh, closing any loopholes. Um, 
around gun sales outside of uh, uh, gun stores. Um, most gun owners agree with that. Uh, most gun owners agree with mandatory waiting periods. Uh, the best way to reduce suicide, and most suicides are done by a handgun, uh, is three-day waiting periods, at least three-day waiting periods. Um, most people are trying to find a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And when you just have everybody wait it out, you will reduce suicide deaths by a lot. Uh, every gun owner probably says they don't like suicide and would agree to that, and we find that is reasonable. Um, so I thought those were the two, making sure that domestic abusers don't have guns, figuring out red flag laws. So we see a lot of these mass shootings happens because the local police were empowered to do absolutely nothing about these people. Um, so when you isolate those laws, for the most part, gun owners agree with those things. And what happens is the NRA gets involved. So they'll mm. agree. And then the NRA says, no, it's a slippery slope. If we give them this, they're going to take our guns away. So if you can just get them to at least agree on universal background checks, right. I think that will help sort of chip away at that. So if you almost like don't even mention the NRA, but just mention these gun laws, mm -hmm. and then when you feel like they're more available to agreeing with that, it's like the problem is that the NRA has been fighting against that. Right. They're fighting against your own interests. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just want to sell so money guns. They don't represent gun owners. They represent gun manufacturers. Hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but these yeah. are things too that can end up on local ballots. Often, yes, especially for bringing these conversations yeah. up again and again yeah. and fighting to get them on local ballots. Yes, yeah, especially with Republicans in power, things might shift more states' rights and. All yeah, of that. absolutely, and I think. Um, uh, and what Moms Demand Action has done so well is that they took this to the state level. And they knew that Congress is going to be stalled. So they did what they can to strengthen state gun laws. And the great thing about California is we happen to live in a state that has already pretty, really strong gun laws. And we live in a city with, with strong gun laws. Um, there's always loopholes to be closed and things to be improved on. But I think California, like a lot of issues, we really have the luxury to have bigger, bolder conversations about gun reform because we don't live in a state that gives guns to domestic abusers like oh it's your first domestic abuse terms here's a gun congratulations you know we mm -hmm. so um so i think we have the energy to take this fight federally and i think we can only get so far with a patchwork of state laws we're only as strong as nevada's gun gun laws because nevada is basically a giant gun show and a lot of our guns legal guns in california come from nevada chicago most of their guns are coming from indiana Mike Pence land. So at some point, if we take Congress, and we will, uh, we, it, we have to have a big conversation about who we are as a country, and there's no other way to do that than to federalize gun laws the same, thing, the same way that we did with same-sex marriage and, mm -hmm. um, and health care. Yeah. What did you focus on for the midterms with during the NRA? Okay, so what we were doing for during the NRA, uh, so our thing is that we... Uh, we um, uh, divest from the gun industry. We boycott corporate partners. I can have a whole thing about divesting. It's very dry. Um, uh, and to vote out the NRA's uh, political puppets. So we are a very small grassroots organization that's based here in LA. So we thought low-hanging fruit would be is would be if we're going to get the NRA out of Congress, we first have to get the NRA out of California. Uh, there are currently 14 uh, Republican-held congressional seats here in the state of California. 
All of them have accepted NRA money. All of them have voted against California's strong gun laws, voting for things like concealed carry reciprocity, which would allow uh, those with a concealed carry permit to carry a weapon, a concealed weapon, to California, regardless of whether they are a domestic abuser or their mental illness situation. Uh, you, we have 14. Uh, we have 14 congressional members who have voted to have those people come into our state with weapons um, because they take money from the NRA uh, and they vote the Republican line. So what we decided to do is we wanted to focus. Uh, we wanted to support all of those districts, help flip all those districts. But we really wanted to put our focus on um, local districts, particularly. Yes, districts that uh, that Hillary won. There's seven at the moment flippable districts, which means Hillary won this district, but currently there is a Republican uh, representing that district. Uh, I will deviate with that because we also adopted uh, another district that you're going to see in a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, what, what district is that? Yeah, what district is that? In the House. Uh, so we are focusing on, so well, I'm going to get to say 42 in a sec. So what we're doing right now is that we are uh, canvassing in these districts that are all like an hour outside of LA. Um, CA39, CA48, CA49, CA25. CA25, right now we have a Republican in LA County, Steve Knight in, the, uh, in Santa Clarita. Uh, that is technically in LA County. So we technically have a Republican congressman in our county right now. Uh, so we are going into these neighboring districts. If you can get to LAX, if you can drive to Santa Monica, you can drive to these districts on a morning, go to Huntington Beach, go to Tustin, go to Diamond Bar, go to Corona, go to Santa Clarita, uh, and canvas for these Democratic candidates and get NRA money out of Congress and out of these districts. So we are canvassing every weekend. We have a phone bank. We're doing a phone bank every other Sunday uh, in Largemont Village. Uh, we're also postcarding and text banking. We've also adopted three Senate races. We've adopted Beto O'Rourke of Texas and, Ooh, Bill, yeah, and Bill Nelson of Florida and uh, Jackie Rosen of Nevada and Florida, Texas, and Nevada all represent horrible mass shootings have happened there. Uh, they are the NRA crazy factories. <laughs> and the NRA always just tries to like first like get their crazy laws passed in those state houses. So, um, so that is what we are doing. We're volunteering our time to those districts. And uh, I would say thank you all for being registered voters, but voting is not enough. If you have the privilege of working legs and you have the privilege of being here today, uh, you also have the privilege to please volunteer for these districts, particularly the district we are going to meet next, whom I would have be happy to talk about further. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Um, how can folks here get involved with Drain the NRA? Sure. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drain the NRA. You can also like our Facebook page, Drain, uh, Drain NRA Blood Money. You could go on. <laughs> I know, we're really graphic. We really just like, well, I bury the lead. Um, uh, you go to our website, drainthenra.com, and sign up for our mailing list. We also have a closed uh, Facebook group for midterm actions. We sometimes have some crazies in our Facebook 
Facebook, bigger Facebook page. So I've set up a closed Facebook group for locals who want to get involved with our midterm actions in neighboring districts. Uh, and that Facebook page is called Drain the NRA Flip CA. Um, so if you find me, Laura Menino, or message us on Twitter, or me on Twitter, or talk after the show, uh, we can, I will be sure to add you to that group. And that's when you can learn about our canvases. And we have a canvas in CA39 this Saturday in Diamond Bar, less than an hour away, and a phone bank on Sunday. <laughs> Like awesome. every weekend till the election? Every weekend till like no brunch to the election. <laughs> yeah. No brunch to election. <laughs> also, just personal question. Yeah. You're a mom. Mm -hmm. You're doing a lot of stuff. Mm. Lauren, how do you do it I all? I don't know. I'm very tired. Are we not supposed to ask that <laughs> to ladies? Uh, uh, we don't do it. We all. don't do it all, right? We don't. Do we don't. Something, you know. Uh, I, uh, my husband, you know, my my child had hand, foot, mouth disease. If you don't know about it, it's disgusting. Oh. Uh, caught it this weekend, and my husband's like, "I'll watch him. You go canvas for Katie Porter and go do postcards." And I was like, "Thank you." So it is. Uh, uh, I know we're very mad at men. I'm very fortunate to have an ally that I live with, uh, and we both parent together and I mean don't get me wrong I will sh when the revolution comes I will ship him off to the colonies <laughs> to dig nuke dirt along with my son because fuck him but right now <laughs> he'll understand <laughs> The revolution comes like next week. Bye-bye. Uh, so, uh, so talk about feminism. This is a great way how men can be feminist is that we've kind of invented co-parenting like five years ago. And so luckily my husband is on the co-parenting train that we both made a child. So let's just help each other raise him. So I'm fortunate to have a partner uh, who knows I'm really cranky and, <laughs> and, and does that uh, willingly and openly. And, um, and I do what I can, but I got to say, you know, I'm also a TV writer. I'm a comedian. I don't do as many stand-up shows since the election, since really all of this exploded this past year. And I sort of chalked up, this will be my year of service. Next year, let me figure out what I'm going to do creatively. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really strong balance because I think for a lot of us, this has sucked our time and our energy away and we can't let trump do that you know right. like we have to fight but we also we have to live in spite of him <laughs> and in spite of brett kavanaugh and in spite of the gop we still have to live our lives we still have to be our best creative selves and to fulfill our potential and fulfill our dreams um and there's always going to be a crisis around the next week. So you can take a break now. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit of my advice. But I don't do it all. I really don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've sacrificed some stuff, and I'm looking forward to getting that back this yeah. past year. Well, yeah. we appreciate yeah. your year of service oh, so much. Thank, thank you so you. much. Laura, thank you, oh my so, God. Thank much. you so much. I wish we had four hours for this. I know. I could ramble. <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> rambling. Yeah. I'm like... You know, soaking it all oh, up. Oh my and god! We well, thank you. So appreciate much. you so much. Oh well, thank you. We're a very new group, so any opportunity to have a platform to get our message out and what we're doing is is such a gift. So thank you so much for that yeah. opportunity. I also know you want to give something away. Do oh, you want to give something uh, away? Do you want me to do some giveaway? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Maybe sure. mention your plan for a giveaway. Yeah. And if they need to see this you, this is after, a surprise to me. Oh, oh, I'm well, excited. Well, we can do two things. So wait a minute. Who here has is registered to vote? Okay, oh, you're yeah. all getting drain the NRA stickers. Woo! Woo! Oh, okay. It's just like Oprah. Who here 
aside from Julia Peacock's team, uh, who here has already have volunteers for a campaign? Who here has phone banked already? Canvas? Yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Well, yes, Julie Peacock's or uh, <laughs> our, our person registering votes. What have you're going to do, Katie Porter? Oh my gosh, what's their name? Or his her name? Oh, actually, cool. Well, vote if you live in Santa Monica. Uh, you're going to have a choice of, you do like a drain the NRA notebook? Okay, great. Uh, how about this? Because if we're not canvassing and volunteering, I'm assuming then you're all gainfully employed and have money to burn. So you're so busy making so much money that you can't phone bank or postcard or canvas. Uh, how about this? If we take out our phones, maybe we can do this after you hear from Julia Peacock's team, but maybe we can do a little auction for a Drain the NRA tote bag uh, um, uh, mug as well as some T-shirts. And if anybody's willing to take out their phones and make a donation to Julia Peacock, um, you'll get some swag in return. We'll do a little auction. Woo! Does that sound All right. That sounds sounds amazing. Okay. Thank you. Cool. All right. It's awesome. been amazing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Woohoo. Awesome. Oh, wow. God, that was that, that was, was great. Very oh. Exciting time. Aren't we lucky? We're so lucky. Just join AAA, not the NRA. Just, I'm gonna put wow, that did out you make, there. Did you write that just I don't now? Know. <laughs> <laughs> They'll come um, help you when you get a flat tire. Come on. Awesome. Anyway, <laughs> we're so stoked to have um, our next round of guests come on up. Yeah. And uh, in the transition, will you serenade us? Be squid. Be squid. Would you? Would it you? would be my pleasure. Oh. Thank you. God. Delightful. It's be squid. This one goes out to Good. justice. Woo! Waiting to and all my thoughts involving you Don't tell me what I cannot do For my own good I'll wait for you I'm stretching time and watching close For all the signals coast to coast Clouds are painting tentacles Compass pointing where to go East into the sunrise Cause I try and try to land in time To sandy dry light paper With some grit unleash a shine Blue balloons I float to you Where I will grow out of these boots And if you leave and carry on My heart will travel with the song you could take my magic wand, repeat these spells across the pond. One week flies by like Dumbo did. They thought he'd fall, but he learned to live. Of all the hearts this road will bring, I hope each one enlightens me. So in your presence, I am free to gift you with eternity. Lighter than a feather, I am stricken like a match. You and me expand to fill the space and plug the gaps. I miss you, need you, want you bad and While we wait, we may go mad But I'll be there when leaves turn brown And I'll be singing you this song Dream in daylight, think of me I'm always somewhere you could be Feeding every harmony with hearts of possibility If it takes forever I will 
reunion photo set up. We did. Um, these are the amazing women behind Julia Peacock's campaign for the 42nd District. They are moms. They are grandmas. They are teachers. They are professionals. They are organizers. They are women who have donated their time to get an incredible woman elected. They are the faces and voices of the resistance. Please give them a huge round of applause. So we, there's a ton of you. There's a which lot of you, so which is very cool. Amazing. And Sarah we're, Holland. We're a little extra. Yeah, it's Sarah great. Holland is their campaign leader, campaign manager, professional organizer. We're just going to go around real quick so everybody can have a chance to say their name. Here, I'll pass this mic. Yeah. I'm Jenny from Eastville. Hi, Jenny. I'm Mindy Lenfusti from Temecula. Yay. Hi, I'm Kristen from Menifee. Hi, Mindy Hyman from Eastville. Hi. I'm Katie from Murrieta. I'm Ninoska from Eastville. Hi, I'm Eileen, and I'm from Corona. I'm Rosie. I'm from Venezuela, but I live in Santa Monica. But now I live in their district until November 6, uh, helping them get organized. Um, well, we ask, uh, I know you guys have kind of divided up the questions. Yeah, there's one more we missed. And oh my god. I'm Sarah. I organize. Yes, yes. I can't believe you gave me a microphone. <laughs> this is bad. Do you have any idea what I can do with two microphones? She's dangerous. No, no. I'm so sorry. Okay. You can change the world is what you can do. Oh yeah, God, change the no world. Idea. I got so mad. One woman, two mics. Woo! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That was a bad joke. Okay. Welcome sorry. to the clam bait, you guys. I have a wine can before this. So. <laughs> um... There's so many of you, but I know you guys each kind of ladies clams, clams. I know you clams. I just want to say a thing about that. It's really hard to to stop gendered language like that. It's really, it's difficult. really difficult. We had Erin Gibson, the fabulous Erin Gibson, on our podcast. Yeah, yes. let's give her a round of applause. She's on tour right now, and uh, she was saying that she's really trying to replace 
guys with gals. Yeah. And that it was really difficult and she was getting a lot of resistance to it. Then we're it's trying hard. to replace, I can't get that out of my language. I just trying can't. to replace guys I with can't. clams. The all encompassing <laughs> gender. Doesn't matter what gender wants you to be are. A clam. You're all a clam. It's moist anyway. And weird smelling. It's lovely. <laughs> wow, all it's right. like the intersectionality map. <laughs> we're trying. We're, we're trying. trying to solve it tonight. <laughs> we won't. But we'll give you the first question of whoever wants to take it. Are you a feminist? Why or why not? Down. Um, so I was the chick in senior, like senior English, where the teacher was like, who's a feminist? I'm like, and then I realized I was the only one with my hand up. It's like, fuck. Can I curse? Yes. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that was the moment I realized that I just like think girls are the same as guys. Bold, bold words. Good bold words. <laughs> um, let's get one more. Let's get one more response. Yeah. Anyone else want to speak on this? Well, I really don't know when I became a feminist. Honestly, I just know that I want to raise my daughter. She's four, in a different climate, in a different environment, where it's her choice whether whatever she wants to do in her life, whatever she wants to be, um, and whoever she chooses to love. That's it. I do want to take a moment to draw some extra special attention to these incredible peacock, peacock pins that they're all wearing in support of their candidate, Julia Peacock. Tell us all about her. What do we need to know? Well, I would also like to know about the pin, the construction of the pin, yeah. Oh, it's my turn? Uh, Julia is a public high school teacher. She teaches in Paris, California. I'm sure some of you LA people have never even heard of Paris, California. We have a Paris, but it's in California. Mm -hmm. Spelled different. Uh, she's a teacher there, an English teacher. Uh, she is a badass. If you ever get to see her videos, if you ever get to meet her in person, most people are like, whoa, she's really cool. She's awesome. She really is. Um, she's humble. She's down to earth. She's genuine. She cares about people, which is not a common thing in politics today. A lot of politicians, they're career politicians. They care about money. They care about themselves. They don't even think about the constituents that, constituents that they're supposed to represent. She's the complete opposite of that, where she's a teacher. So to her, she cares about people. She cares about kids. She cares about education. She cares about healthcare. And she cares about the people that live in the community that she wants to represent. So that's why I spend all my free time helping to hopefully get her into the house. Can you talk a little bit about this upcoming election, who she's up against, the history of the district a little bit? What obstacles are we facing? Okay, so there's a narrative that there are some districts that are flippable and some that aren't. I think the narrative's wrong. I think every single woman sitting on this chair is from that district. Um, I've, I've trained 1,500 women easily in the 48th Congressional District, which is Dana Rohrbacher's. I've trained this whole entire crew that represent an equally red district to the right of Dana Rohrbacher's. And I think the thing we have to understand is we have to destroy the narrative 
that just because somebody has gotten elected, that they will always get elected. And I think we need to re-engage the population into what it is to be civically minded. And what I can tell you about this, my fellow clams, Thank you. Having, ra having trained an incredible amount of people is that most of them are women. Most of them are women who've never been involved in politics. And if anyone talks about the blue tsunami or the blue wave or whatever exists, um, those fellas and those ladies that get elected in 2018 will because of soccer moms that knock on the doors of Trump supporters saying, we need to have a conversation. That's the resistance. Ooh. Woo! Is there someone on the team that this is your first campaign you've ever worked on? And we'd love to talk to one of you and how you got involved, why you got involved. And, and remind us remind us your, your name. name. Okay. Because there are a lot of beautiful faces. <laughs> um, I'm Ninoska. I live in Eastvale. This is my first campaign ever. Um, I became involved because after the 2016 election, I was... I was mad, and I was sad and disappointed uh, that this country would elect a man like that. I could see the writings on the wall every day, watching the news and cussing him out in my head. Didn't feel like enough. I felt like I wanted to do something more than just watch the news and, and get mad and talk to other people that were mad too. I wanted to, to do something with my feelings and turn it into action. I went to Google. I Googled the candidates in my area. I came across uh, Julia's uh, website. I read everything. Everything resonated with me. Uh, I liked her because of what I read. I hit volunteer, and I didn't know what I was volunteering for, but I just, it just felt like a calling to do so, so I just, I did it. And I became, she called me actually, uh, about a week later, and we spoke on the phone for about 20 minutes. Um, I guess she was vetting me and I was getting to know her, uh, but it felt like we were, we bonded for, for about 20 minutes. And I went to my first canvas with Mindy in Eastvale, and I haven't looked back. I've been going and I work and I'm a mom and I do everything I, I can do. Um, I wish I could do more for the campaign, but um, Come October, you know, all hands on deck, and it's on. Awesome. That's awesome. She's also a canvassing lead in Spanish, so is Elaine. And she's a mom, and she still have time to go canvassing and go canvassing and lead a team to reach into the Latinos that belong to our district. So that's incredible. 30% of uh, CD42 are Latinos, and they are not represented in any way, shape, or form. We are the only team right now reaching out to Latinos in that district. Awesome. Am I allowed to say your opponent's name? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the incumbent candidate, he's been... Can, wait, can I ask a question yes. about that? Please. Is, is, that, is that because I was listening to something um, that was... Uh, everyone was deconstructing the election. Is that because saying the name gives that power? Name recognition. Name recognition. Forget that. Right, okay. That's yeah. really interesting. So it's... it's okay. So can you explain can you explain a little yeah, bit please. more articulately than I did? Also, it's kind of like the Harry Potter thing. 
You don't want to mention someone's name, you know, Full gives the power. Yeah, sometimes. you don't want to summon that. Not that guy. we have fear like Harry, like Harry Potter does of that that name, but you know, we like to refer to him as you know, speaking someone, it out loud gives power yeah, to it sometimes. And also, it's like all we want to do is talk about Peacock. We don't want to discuss the negative. We don't want to discuss what he has and hasn't done for our community, which it's all hasn't done. Mm-hmm. And we want to, you know, say peacock, 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 you know. <laughs> and we're lucky we have a catchy last name to work with. So great pins. that's all we want to say. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Cool. Also, um, he's been representing our district for about 25 years, and he's winning on name recognition. So by not putting his name in the equation and putting Julia's name in the equation, Julia Peacock, um, we're reinforcing that from a branding perspective. Yeah. It's fascinating the power that that has, the power that that stasis and that, I don't know, that that comfort in in the known, even even though probably a lot of people don't know much about him or or his platform, but that that... That really does have an impact. That really does. I mean, if we can summon thing. Beetlejuice by saying his name three times, I want to summon Julia. Julia, 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 please. I could use her now and then. Anyway. <laughs> um, Thanks for letting me digress. Yeah. The incumbent, though, he's been in office for a very long time. So you talked a little bit about a few strategies you have right now. You're going and talking to people who speak Spanish, and I bet he's not doing that. And what are some other strategies when you're facing somebody that has been in office for so long? You want to do it? No, no, you go. No, you, 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 That's what they said. You are the manager. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Women are so polite. In a good way. I mean it in Dude, a good way. We haven't been. Like me and Rosie, 3 a.m., we're like, what are we going to do next? Okay. So um, this goes back to the misconception. And this goes back to what's blue, what's red. Um, I've worked in Vegas. I've worked in the 48th. I've worked in the 42nd. Um, I don't care how long they've been in office anymore. What I care about is what kind of civically-minded organizing is happening on the ground. That's all I do, and that's all we do. And so what we have to have a conversation with is not how long this guy's been in office, but how long has the community been organizing? We have to reframe that question. And it isn't just about a bunch of people from Santa Monica driving to the 42nd to save us. It's also about people in the 42nd saving themselves. And those are the hard conversations we have across political party, across political parties, about what we all believe in, American values, regardless of where you know whether you're red or blue, and and that I think is the most important thing we talk about. You know, the reason this guy has been winning is because nobody's been voting. Twelve Los Angeles. I live in Los Angeles, by the way. Well, no, I live in like Lakewood. Y'all probably don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> 12% of you guys vote. True story. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about how much all of us vote. Let's talk about the candidates we're running, whether they're willing to say the things that we need them to say because we be- they believe in the things we do. Let's talk about the teachers that are running for office, the nurses, the people who actually aren't politicians talking about the issues from the community they're in. That's the conversation we have, not about some guy got elected 13 times. I don't care about that. Neither do these ladies. They want to know that their kids are going to run, like, go to schools where they're safe from guns. They want to know about whether their environment's going to get protected. That's what we want to talk about. And so I don't care how many times he's been elected. Bottom line is, we lose. All these ladies got a hell of a lot more time on their hands. 
We win, Woo. we gotta run another election. <laughs> so that's okay, we'll see. Woo. How has working for especially for those of you that this is your first time working on a campaign, how has it how has it changed or altered your your life or your um, your worldview, if it has at all? Yeah, oh it has. Um, <laughs> growing up in a family where politics wasn't a big deal, and my mom actually told us like, okay, well, we don't know what we're doing. We're not in politics. We don't know what we're voting for. So just let the people that know what they're doing vote. And then 2016 came. Trump came. And I said, no, no more. I'm done. I can't. So I looked up um, Ken Calvert, found out about his voting record. And then I followed his page, found Julia Peacock. Somebody put a hashtag Julia, oh no, a hashtag Peacock 2018. And I'm like, OK, I need to know who that is. <laughs> so I looked her up, found her, volunteered, except I'm an introvert. I'm a homebody, um, wallflower at a party, whatever you want to call me. Um, and I signed up to volunteer, but uh, amongst all the list of stuff to do, I chose social media because that's the only thing that didn't require talking to people. <laughs> because uh, that frightened me to the core. And then um, I signed up to do postcards. And Crystal's not here, but she's our postcard campaign person. She's amazing. And I befriended her. And then she went to her first canvas, and then she told me about it and said it wasn't scary. You should try it. So I did. And I came out, met Mindy and a bunch of other people. I was assigned with somebody who was a seasoned canvasser, and she was amazing, taught me everything I knew. And it wasn't until the third or fourth canvas that uh, we had a lot more new volunteers. So I kind of felt like I had to step up, do something else, and I started talking. And now I run one of the, I'm one of the leads for Eastvale. And I go canvassing on my own on the weekdays. Knock on doors. Hold on. Does this work? Um, no, no, no. You didn't tell them your numbers, yo. Because we're all about data on this campaign. Please tell them your numbers. Okay, postcards, roughly five to 6,000 postcards written. An introvert. Wait, no, no. Handwritten. Handwritten. No, wait, we're not done. Keep going. Tendonitis, so she had to switch. And to I'm canvas. still writing, so it doesn't matter. I'm doing about 100 to 200 a week, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not the only numbers we're talking about. My my fellow introvert. Well, I'm not an introvert. Knocking not, doors. Okay. How many doors have you knocked on? Do you want so me to tell you? So far this month. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Well, so far this month, 650. In one month? What? Just this month. An introvert, what? ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All you writers in the audience. <laughs> Can, that is amazing. That but, is... but let me say, too, this group of women, they check their egos at the door. There's no cat fighting, and we support each other, and we love each other. And that's what makes us stand out. Oh, yeah. What is that? What is, I mean, I'm an extrovert, and the idea of knocking on someone's door <laughs> seems absolutely terrible. What does that look like? What, like, how, like... How does that conversation go? What is that like? <laughs> um, well, that's apropos. I got yelled at last night by a Trumper. Oh, tell us about it. <laughs> he wasn't even on my list. Oh. We were walking across, and you know, we've got very obvious shirts. And he yells across the street, and he says, what are you selling? Nothing. No, really, you're selling something. What are you selling? 
I don't know, democracy? <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts saying, well, who are you, who is, who is it? And we said, Julia Peacock for Congress. And then he said, Republican or Democrat? And then we said, I took a deep breath because I knew what was coming. And I said, Democrat. And then we can swear here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He yelled, fuck her. And I immediately turned to my 16-year-old son, who was canvassing with me, who was my canvassing buddy, my marching buddy, my everything. Aww. No, not my everything, but my everything for campaigning. <laughs> and <laughs> I have two other kids. And <laughs> we won't tell them. <laughs> That's okay. My four-year-old goes canvassing as well. <laughs> yeah, these kids. Yeah, amazing. she's rocking it. Um, and he proceeded to go on this tirade of just ranting all of these Fox News lines. And I'm looking at my son, and we're trying to walk away, and we're trying to end the conversation. And he keeps ranting, and then he yells something about my son saying, you know, he doesn't know anything. He's not old enough. And I looked at him, and I was like, well, he probably knows more than you. But <laughs> And we're just walking away, and he's yelling at us down the street. And I'm thinking, gosh, how many doors have I knocked on? And that's the first time I got yelled at. Really? The first? That's great? I yeah. Mean, yeah. yeah. Bummer of a story, but... It's the worst. Uh, For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can testify to that. Yeah. Wait, can we hear a positive story? Yes. I've had, <laughs> I've had people cry yeah. and hug us. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, literally cry tears of joy because they were so excited to have somebody knock on their door with hope. Really? So this past Saturday, I went canvassing in Corona, by the way. Um, Elaine, she's sick. Uh, she's right there in the corner. And she's a Elaine. teacher, like a whole bunch of us. Well, I'm not a teacher. So she's sick. She goes to school. She goes canvassing. Um, and she cannot talk, but she's here. And she just drove all the way from Corona. So I just want to give heads up to her. So this Saturday, I was canvassing um, in, um, in Corona with uh, Team Elaine, and uh, I'm doing ca Spanish canvassing. Um, we have a different list, and I knock on the door of this 60-something uh, uh, guy, and he said, yeah, I'm registered, yeah, I'm going to vote for her. And then he said, um, you know, my wife, uh, she just became uh, a citizen two months ago. And I said, and I need to take her to get uh, registered. And I said, no, I'll do it for you. So I pull up my vote.org, among other things. And I register to vote. So she's going to vote for the first, ele first elections in November. So she's from Guatemala. And she's been in the country for 35 years. And what made them to finally for her was the fact that what is happening with the kids and the separation with the families. So I was just overwhelmed. She was super happy. And I'm like, I, this made my day. It didn't matter what else happened the day. The fact that I registered a 65-year-old who is voting for the first time, to me, is like the best thing that can happen in that day. Do um, as a team of all women, you might be biased, but uh, do you think women have a particular knack for organizing and campaigning, and why? Women get shit done. <laughs> women get shit done. <laughs> we have to juggle lies. We have kids. We have family. We have husbands or wives, and we somehow manage to do it all. And that's why we're ingrained with this sort of like. You know, people dump on the mom, they dump on the sister, like the women 
in their lives. And so we're kind of accustomed to handling it. So it translates very well into organizing. And she's also a full-time student, aside from everything that she just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a super research uh, person in the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, she can find out anything. I love research. Don't ever anger her. She knows what you did in the past. Dun, dun, dun. Well, this campaign is also unique in the fact that you guys don't have a ton of money to work with. So, so tell us about that. How how do you what is it what is it like to be real grassroots here? Okay, so again, um, there's two things I wanted to spell. One that Hillary won the district makes it flippable. It's not true. Um, no Republican ever thought that Trump was gonna win California. Uh, you don't believe me, go talk to Sue Savory who ran against Dana Rebacher in the forty eighth. Okay? Second thing is that money has to determine politics. Good organizing is what determines politics. And if you guys are like me, obsessively looking at the races coming out in the last year and a half, you'll notice that most of the candidates that didn't have the most money didn't win. It's the ones that know how to run a ground game. They know how to have conversations across party lines. Um, and so we have to shift this concept that money decides elections and that people do, um, or lawn signs. I'm not gonna do that. It's gonna trigger all of us. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so Bon. What? No, I can't. I'll tell the story. Okay, you will after. Okay. So, bottom line is, look. Um, we in Los Angeles, and I can say this because I live in Los Angeles County. Um, I was born in Long Beach, raised in Cerritos, and I live in Lakewood. Um, we in people assume that money determines politics. Um, that's not the case. It's more than that. It's what you're doing on the ground. It's the candidate that's running. It's the message you're saying. Um, and even if you're a Democrat sitting in this room, we need to work on mess messaging. It's bigger than the dollar in your pocket. It's what are you doing with that money? Who are you talking to with that money? Who are you engaging and inspiring? People talk about the Democratic Party. I don't think people are ill-informed. I think they're uninspired. And I think that's the thing we have to talk about. Like, great, we all need money. I love data. M data costs money. You need a certain amount of money to win, absolutely. But is that gonna make sure that you win? If money determined elections, Hillary would have won the election. And so that's the conversation we have to have, is what are we doing with our money and how do we best spend it based on the candidates in the field? And I wonder if all of those polls that are taking place across the country factor in the ground game the women behind the elections, because it's mostly women at this point, um, and all of those things. And that's my answer to money and politics. In fact, if I'm right, I just took money out of politics. And if I failed, these ladies have a lot of time on their hands, and I'm gonna pray for every Republican in the congressional district. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, that said, what can people do to support Julia Peacock right now? Um, do y'all have a car? <laughs> yeah. do, you want, do you want to come like canvas with these ladies? Yeah. They're a lot of fun. We got a plenty of dive bars to have a beer afterwards. <laughs> Some of them, look, I'll tell you a story. Julia was having a beer in a biker bar. One of the ladies walked out and says, girl, I hope you win. <laughs> Come join us. Look, bottom line is throw us $10 and then, you know, hop in your car and stop worrying about the flippable districts and come have some fun with the ladies that are really tearing up a congressional district. Woo! But don't drink and drive. 
Oh no, we yeah. Uber. Uber's good. Wait, is it Uber or Lyft? I never. Lyft is better. It's Lyft, Lyft is I'm sorry. Good. Yes, I never use these things. This has been awesome. Oh well, so this goes along with um, traditional politics. What people think works. Um, our district is like dead set on signage. Like they have drived us literally bananas about signs. And it's like a running joke with all of us that anytime someone mentions a sign, we're gonna take a shot. Because it's like that often that people are complaining, well, I don't see any signs. I see signs for him. I see signs for so-and-so. Where are her signs? She doesn't have any signs. Well, let me tell you that Julia got more votes than any Democrat has ever gotten in our district, ever, without one single freaking sign. Without one. And they still ask for signs. <laughs> we just need them to get off their butts, get away from their computer screen, and get out there and knock on doors with us. Like, that's why we got so many votes. We're out there. We believe in her. That's why. This has been amazing, and thank I you hope so um, much. Thank this has you, been very thank awesome. You, thank you. If you could see Laura, we're gonna have Laura at the door on your way out. If you are jonesing for some merch, please see Laura can, and please uh, help with. Can I just yes, say one thing? Please. Um, we're so much fun that a bunch of Laura's ladies came out and we launched a canvas from our opponent's house yeah. because he's yes. the number one. So he's the number one funded NRA supporter in the state of California. Yep. So if you guys want to come vote, a volunteer with, get up here, Laura. Yeah, okay. Let's do this yes. thing. Oh, I just have a really quick, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, ladies. Yes, here is an amazing story. So everyone I talked to were like, okay, yes, we're supporting Katie Hill and Katie Porter and all of these names, but Julia Peacock, she just, she's just a badass. I kept hearing that word. So we all got in our cars and we drove to Corona to canvas for Julia. And we were told to meet at this rando house in this rando neighborhood. We're like, okay, cool. Julia was there. She is awesome. We all unfurled a drain the NRA sign in front of this house, took a picture, and then Julia says, this this is my opponent's house. We met in front of our opponent's house with a drain the NRA sign. Baller. She is a baller. We were like, I love her. And we immediately fell in love with Julia Peacock. And, and Sarah, thank you so much for dispelling all of that bullshit because it is bullshit. And if Julia wins that, and when she wins, that is going to feel like a win for all of us. That is going to feel so gratifying because they don't have swing left. They don't have Emily's list. They don't have a lot of these big groups yet because they were looking at what districts Trump won or what did it. And that is absolute bullshit. And we canvassed and people... I knocked on doors and people were so grateful uh, for Julia and they were so, they're so mad at the opponent. And yes, this current, her incumbent, the incumbent opponent, and we won't say, he has received the most money from the NRA out of all current California Congress members, which is a direct contribution of like $150,000 in addition to probably the millions of dollars in super PAC advertising. So I know we don't, we're not dictated by money, but if you want more data, I think if everybody had $15 to buy a thimble of wine from outside, you have $15 to give to Julia Peacock, and I don't want to hear any excuses. The website, and the website is www.peacockforcongress.com. Yeah. So if you guys take out your phones now and screenshot and make a donation and you screenshot to me, I will give you a piece of swag.
And also, we only really truly have four weekends to get things done before the election. Because the last weekend is what we call GOTV, and it's like Friday until Tuesday, so four weekends. And if any of you wants to come, we feed you, we give you a lot of stuff to drink, and we take you to Eduardo's after canvassing. Oh, Yes, because this is the best Mexican place in Corona, and it's Elaine's dining room literally cheats there like five times a day. So every time we walked in, it's like we have the same table. Everybody knows what we want, and, um, and so you guys will have the best experience. And what else? Yeah, you'll even see the local like, city council members that are Republicans. You can have some interesting conversations. Elaine, Elaine and I both love the deep fried ice cream. Mm. Doreen, the NRA is going to do another canvas Saturday, October 20th at 10 a.m. So join us. Uh, and we'll go to Eduardo's. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Oh, I see our amazing you, festival you, person looking at us that we might have to wrap up this show, sadly. Oh. Um, this has been like the time of our lives. We have to say thank you to a few people. Yeah, um, yeah. And please, please uh, t talk or chat with the campaign team after this. Um, at the very least, I really hope you'll vote. At the very least. Um, and let's say, our, our, how are we doing, Aisha? Cool. Oh my That's what God. I thought. That's that's what I thought. Yes. First of all, thank you to all our guests tonight. If you've ever been on the Clam Bake and you came tonight, thank you for coming. Thank you for being on the Clam Bake. Thank you to the Los Angeles Film Festival. Thank you to Jennifer Coaches. Thank you to the two Ryans of our podcast network. Um, they're the best. And uh, we'd love for Ali to sing us out. And if you guys have to go ahead and, and leave, we get it. And thank you for being here. We're going to throw some uh, hats out and Ali's going to sing us out. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make some noise for the Peacock ladies here. Woohoo! La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. Engine's hot, hearts aflame. I'm packing up to hit the road again. Ready for the weather, I know every route. Back up headlights, parachutes, so tell the truth. Are you ready, boo? I'm in the mood, I'm in a very mad mood I'm angry with myself for getting back in touch with you I've got a lot of feelings on the issue I'm allergic to excuse You're a parasite on my excitement Kindly beware of my shoes, I'll crush you Later in life, you're gonna write a message Let me know you miss me, reignite my highest vice My advice, adjust your sights on lights that burn at half the brightness I look nice, but sometimes biting where I tread is madness We're made for walking And that's just what they'll do one of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. These boots were made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk right out on you. Uh, the bluff that I'm calling is my very own installment of letting romantic involvement lead me to a cliff. I'm walking off, I own the world on a sliver of a platter. I win the game of would you rather, in cahoots with the gather. On cloud nine to five, we provide benefits. Wherever there's doubt, we work to get rid of it. Trust in myself and the fair shake that
that I gave to it Now I'm excused from refusing your sentiment Now it's reduced to what I first thought of it Once introduced to a rope, yeah tied a knot in it Lasso is stuck in a noose, don't get caught in it Laces are hanging loose, cause that's the outfit For walking for stopping, for dancing, for lost For crossing the cotton and never get lost And I'm into the herd, ahead of the curve Printing the ground for forensic experts Traversing slackouts of time onto online So well that the balance is steady and accurate Practically magical, which is my talent Alchemist, radical habit The soul of an elephant inside a rabbit Whatever the concept, you grab it, they're baddest Made for escape, to reshape the happenings Taking my pick of the choices I wanna be These boots are my muscle, my eyeline, my stampede My personal scaffolding, cleats to infinity Confidently, I march to the beat Removing the need for a suitor to woo me Audaciously, I'm playing a queen Treating myself like a man should treat me Apparently there's room only for three The soul in my body and those on my feet Make some noise for yourselves, everybody And make a difference and vote Thank you very much. This is Welcome to the Kalen Bay Podcast Live at the Wallace Annenberg for the LA Film Festival.